Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Now, from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Joey, baby! Things are getting weird, and they're getting weird fast. Armstrong and Getty. But I know this. They're loco. Everyone knows it. But the dramatics could come down just a little bit. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. the threat from China and space right now, what concerns you the most? We seem to be asleep at the switch. Do you think that China is, militarily is ahead of the U.S. in space? I think the Chinese are giving us a real good run for the money. That's from NBC News last night. They scared the bejesus out of me. You made a good point that, remember when Trump was mocked by all the late night shows, Saturday Night Live and everybody for starting a space force? What an idiot. What a moron. That is the next frontier for warfare, and China is ahead of us. And uh, As anybody with any sense knew at the time. Right. Right. But uh, here's a couple of the things that they can do or are doing or will do. Clip 51, Michael. Fears that China is moving faster than the U.S. in this new space race, including not just in space, but the skies just above us, not only using satellites, but spy balloons and hypersonic missiles. Another potential Chinese threat to the U.S. from space includes a cyber attack that allows China to remotely take control of an American satellite or disrupt American missile defense systems. The really scary one, of course, is if you could spoof missile early warning systems so that they don't report a missile launch. That's the ultimate nightmare. U.S. officials tell NBC News China can already do both. Oh, 
Oh, okay. That was a nice little uh, added <laughs> sentence Wait, <what>? there. <laughs> At the end of the China's working on the ability to take control of our satellites, which is how we make our cell phones work and GPS and everything else. Um, they're also working on a plan to be able to fire missiles at us that our missile defense system can't see. And then she throws at the end, they already can. <laughs> <laughs> Was coming from inside the house. I mean, uh, wow. <laughs> when she said that, I thought, holy crap, how's this story like at the end of the newscast after the tomorrow's Taylor Swift's birthday segment on the NBC Evening News? They get to this. China already can do that, by the way. Shoot missiles at us that our defense system can't pick up. Because oh, we're okay. fat, happy, unserious people, obviously. Hey, let me uh, let me hit you with a proposition. You tell me whether you think it's, uh, you know, slightly likely, very likely, partly likely, whatever. Uh, we get into a conflict with China uh, of uh, significant scale, and all the lights go out. Cell phones don't work. Power grid shuts down. Hell, your toilet won't flush. <laughs> I mean, they uh, water systems are messed with. Can't make toast. Uh, can't make toast. Toast-free living. Um, and and the uh, what do they call it? The, the ransomware attacks. There are a hundred ransomware attacks that attack cities and counties and hospitals and just it, it, all s breaks loose and, because China's been developing those capabilities. Do you have any doubt that that what I'm describing would happen? No, but somebody texted. Let me look that up about a show that's on Netflix right right now that gets into what that would look like. I, I might watch that because I, I I love thinking about that sort of thing. Um, guys, watch "Leave the World Behind" on Netflix. It's about a cyber attack exactly along the lines of what we're talking about. So I might check that out. No, I think well, that's that the, the the Obama's movie that takes the swipe at white people. Oh, really? But um, one thing I do wonder though. With the way social media, or the way the internet works, are you better off shutting off the internet or leaving it on? Letting the, the letting the craziest thoughts and stories or stuff that you bots that you put out there fly around and everybody's going nuts over things that aren't true. I don't even know. I'm sure the Chinese have thought about that. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll bet they're running various scenarios in some nondescript building in Beijing right now. We've talked about it. we've talked about this before and thought about it before. But we're you know we all know what it's like if you leave your house and leave you leave your cell phone behind. And it's ridiculous. I mean, if you're over a certain age, you spent most of your life driving to work with no cell phone and no way to. I have no way to connect with my wife or husband or children. Oh my God. We all lived our lives that way. We're perfectly fine. But you have a wife and a husband? <sighs> yeah. It's a, thru- a thruple? It's a thruple. <laughs> and they both divorced me. That's the drag. Sick. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, you, you shut that off? Imagine the panic that would ensue. Yeah, that's why I'm leaning that way. It, it, with all due respect to your, your question about uh, propaganda and, and, and wild theories and the rest of it, yeah, I think just the being plunged back into the horrors of 1988 <laughs> would cause Americans to become so unhinged. And I've got to admit, and I consider myself a rational guy, I think about unplugging all the time and minimizing screen time, uh, not doing a very good job of it lately. Uh, I've got to admit. You think about wearing a beaver pelt? <laughs> killing your own prey well at least a beaver loincloth but anyway uh i've got to admit i would have to take a while to 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 remember or conceive of all right how do i figure out what's going on what to do what how do we talk to each other what should i run for my life 
go into the basement? I don't have a basement. I, I've got to admit, it would be extremely disconcerting. Oh, oh yeah. So I feel like there's a benefit to whoever attacks us to leave some communication on because that's how the fear grows. But so, like, if we're seeing on cable television, China has sunk two US, U.S. warships in the area of Taiwan, um, cell phone services out all across the country. Uh, I'd drive home, I guess. Drive to my kid's school. Why? I would, yeah, I'd pick up my kids, like a lot of people did on 9-11. Not clear how bad this is. I think we're going to hunker down. Yeah. I need more ammunition. I really do. Who are you going to shoot? The evildoers. kind of question is that? You moron. Them who needs shooting is who. <laughs> I don't know. The, the commies. I don't know. I, I got enough ammo to hold them off for about three minutes. Uh, I wanted to get this on, too. Here's another thing that the Chinese can do right now, which is horrifying. China successfully launched its own refueler a few weeks ago, which enables China to keep its satellites in orbit longer. In the meantime, the U.S. may still be months away from the same technology. Perhaps most concerning, China launched a hypersonic missile capable of orbiting the globe over and over, then suddenly dropping to Earth before most missile defense systems can respond. A possible defense, lasers. Wow. A possible defense lasers. Okay, well, tell me when you get those going. So a long-term orbiting missile. Just circle the Earth, circle the Earth, circle the Earth until they decide, yeah, let's do it now. And there won't be a launch to detect. It'll just plunge out of space. No, let's hit Chicago. No, change our mind. Let's make it Houston for whatever reason. Hmm. Ah, boy, the world would change quickly, wouldn't it? I mean, it'd be like the next day after Israel got attacked. Oh, I guess they aren't quite as amazing as we all thought. I mean, like completely invincible, best intelligence on Earth, best military on Earth. Turns out it's not true. Turns out they're incredibly vulnerable. That's the way we would feel and look immediately. I happen to know that the military is working very hard on multiple redundancies of communication systems uh, because c- cutting communications is the first thing you do to your opponent. This sounds like uh, the warfare. sort of sounds like the sort of thing you should be saying out of the side of your mouth, so not everybody hears it. You know, that's a good point. That's a good point. You know, you with your national security experience, you know the subtleties of this better than I do. So, turns out. The military is aware <laughs> that the Chinese are going to go after the Internet and cell service. So we got to come up with other ways to communicate. To keep it on the down low. And if A, B, and C go dead, we've got to have a D. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, here's what we all hope. I just wonder if it's true, because this is what I would have guessed about Israel. Um, I hope that the top people in our the Pentagon, the CIA, whatever, say, we got all that and more. We all we know this is not we're we're trust us we're fine. I hope that's true, and not in the Pentagon and the CIA or NSA or whatever they're thinking. Holy crap, we're so far behind. Or they could they could do X Y and Z, and we'd really be in trouble immediately. You know, it's possible is we're not behind at all. It's that it's mutually assured, uh, you know, destruction. In that there's no stopping it. It's like nuclear arms. Um, we can decimate all of your communications and power grids and the rest of it. And you, whether through electromagnetic pulses, which people bring up a lot or, or other means, and you can do that to us too. 
And we will both do it to each other. And then onward we go. I suspect that's where we are. I'd be shocked if we we aren't uh, at the point that we can both sides can do utter devastation to each other's infrastructures uh, without you know dropping bombs. But if it got um, into a I, sh- although I, one final thought is that we have a very very open society. They have an incredibly closed and surveilled society. So I give them the edge, definitely. Yeah, I had another point, but I'm sure we'll talk about this again. So. That's enough of that. I hope it remains theoretical. Yeah, me too. I, I hope it remains theoretical. But if I were them, I'd do it while you got an old, dementia-riddled uh, president. Now, he has the our institutions. I don't know why you'd wait until you get a sharper president in there. Especially one who's a bit of a hard-ass. Right. Doesn't care about being the way other people think about him. Right. That kind of guy would be dangerous. <laughs> BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So a friend heard me talking about the fact that my son really wants a monkey for Christmas, and um, I've I've said no, but uh, he's wearing me down with his relentless monkey talk and research. And so this friend of mine sent me a uh, from WikiHow how to take care of a monkey. Fifteen need to know tips. <laughs> and uh, it's actually it's pretty handy. The Beginner's Guide to Caring for a Pet Monkey. Keep your monkey happy and healthy with our trusted advice. Owning a pet monkey comes with big challenges, but they can make joyful, lifelong companions. Caring for a monkey requires loads of time, money, and patience, and it's one of the biggest commitments you'll ever make. Oh. <laughs> That's a heck of a statement. It's one of the biggest commitments I'll ever make? Like getting married or having children or something? Providing a strong cage equipped with lots of toys. And prepare to spend many hours playing with your monkey and helping him feel comfortable. Anyway, so I was going through some of these tips about the... You seem a little on edge, Chim Chim. What can I do to make you more comfortable? I like this. Follow your state's legal regulations regarding monkey cage dimensions, entryways, and locks. The larger the cage, the better. 
provide fresh water and food daily. Well, that's that's a no-brainer. You really shouldn't An get a animal monkey. you have to lock in a cage. Mm. Okay, let's let's relive this special moment from The Simpsons. Bart, the kids are on. The monkey's on my part of the sofa. Arnie, he's clearly marked his territory. <sighs> March, can I get a duck? You already have a monkey. Can he get a duck? No! <laughs> so it says here... <laughs> so Ross had a monkey on Friends. Homer had a monkey on The Simpsons. Right. It's a comment. My, my son and I, this is probably what got him started. I was... And this probably is what got him started. Because we got on the topic of Ronald Reagan. Why? Oh, because Ronald Reagan was featured on Futurama. Ronald Reagan's head, if you've ever watched Futurama. But um, I guess. Uh, Ronald Reagan was featured, and we got on the topic of the president. I said, you know, an interesting thing about uh, President Reagan, he's, he's an actor. He's an actor. Like, blah, blah, blah. He's a big star. And then I showed him clips of Ronald Reagan in the bedtime for Bongo movies? Bonzo. Bonzo. In which yeah. he, uh, you know, he was treating a monkey with very serious tones. And that's probably what got my son started. He saw Ronald Reagan putting a monkey to bed in a crib, and it looked charming and fun. It was a chimpanzee, wasn't it? Well, it says here, monkeys are an order of primates, which is divided in different families, blah, blah, blah. Each type of monkey has unique characteristics. Before you decide which type to get, conduct do a lot of research. Squirrel monkeys, spiders, and macaques are all types of monkey People keep as pets. Some are more social, while others can be on the nervous side. Nervous Monkey's a good band. I don't know if I want a nervous monkey around my house. It says here, apes, such as chimpanzees, gibbons, and orangutans, are not monkeys and should not be kept as pets. So you're not supposed to have a chimpanzee or an orangutan. A quick word from our friends at HelloFresh. Love this season, giving and gathering. But you can give, gather, and save thanks to HelloFresh. Fresh recipes delivered to you that are cheaper than takeout and delicious. One of the best things that happened to me in 2023 was really getting hip to HelloFresh and starting to use it on a regular basis. I've whipped up dishes and food and meals that are so much better than I'm capable of because of the help of HelloFresh. And everybody's busy, right? So you're not going to spend your time in, in checkout lines at the grocery store because all the pre-portioned ingredients are delivered to you. And that saves money on excess food. Over 45 recipes weekly, over 100 seasonal add-on items to choose from every single week. Just choose your recipes, select a delivery date, and relax. Join HelloFresh today. Get free breakfast for life with the code ARMSTRONGFREE at HelloFresh.com slash ARMSTRONGFREE. That's one breakfast item per box while subscription is active. Again, that's code ARMSTRONGFREE at HelloFresh.com slash Armstrong free for free breakfast. Yes, uh, Katie? Have you ever had an exotic animal before? Like, do you have any experience in having an animal that's not a domestic pet? Uh, I have a gecko lizard that I take care yeah, it's of. pretty much the same as a chimp. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Roughly the same level of uh, concern and care. You know, I feed it every five days and it drinks like a drop of water a month. So, I'm sorry, back to that website. I should or I should not have a 600-pound orangutan as a pet. It says here in WikiHow, <laughs> they are much stronger than humans and become can become quite dangerous in a domestic situation. Step two from WikiHow. Really, if you're looking at WikiHow and whether or not you should get a monkey, you are by definition the sort of person that shouldn't get a monkey. Uh, be ready for a huge commitment. Bringing a monkey into your home is almost as big a commitment as deciding to have a child. Monkeys require attention all day, every day. 
Wow. And unlike cats and dogs, he cannot be left at home for extended periods of time. All right. The Boy, monkey, it's worse than getting a lion. The monkey may become aggressive. When monkeys are babies, they are dependent and sweet like baby humans. But when they reach sexual maturity, oh, my God, yeah, I'm going to oh. get raped by a monkey. Uh-oh. Uh. That monkey's going to have its way with me, whether I like it or not. When they reach sexual maturity, which happens at around age three or four, their behavior can become unpredictable. Monkeys are wild animals in bold. And unlike cats and dogs, they've not been socialized. Living a monkey who has bonded with a human as a baby may be unpredictable. Bite and attack its owner and become quite difficult to live with as an adult. Good Lord, why doesn't this thing just say, don't get a monkey? That should be step one on how to have, on what it's like to have a monkey. Don't get a monkey! This will be the worst decision you've ever made in your life, bar none, if you get a monkey. Don't do it. You and or your children will be horribly, horribly hurt by this pet. Don't do it. That's my wiki how tip. The Armstrong and Getty. What in God's name? The 100 on the crazy meter. Well, that bad it kept her. Man, that makes my soul bleed. That's insane. It's a little too much donkey talk. Unacceptable. The reality is, is things are getting weird. And they're getting weird fast. Uh, okay. This is the Armstrong and Getty Show. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Voters see American dreams slipping out of reach, according to a Wall Street Journal NORC poll. Fewer believing that anyone who works hard can get ahead. So let's answer that question first. Do you, Joe Getty, believe that if you work hard, you can get ahead? Depends. No, I just did that to annoy you. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, of I know. course. I'm an absolutely 100%. Yes. You know, I don't want to steal your thunder because I have a feeling you want to go a little more in depth onto that article or whatever. Well, I'll but, get into some of the numbers, yeah. Yeah, I just, of course, yeah. If you work hard, you will be in better shape than if you hadn't. Now, if you believe in some sort of notion of work-life balance that I don't quite share, you might think, well, I'm busting my ass. Why? I'm I'm a hippie. I make enough to pay my bills. I'm relaxed. I'm enjoying life. So 
then that's fine. You've chosen your life to live, or chosen to live your life in a different way. Well, but does that have anything to do with the the poll numbers? Because that's a decision you don't care about getting ahead if you do that, right? right? Yeah, yeah. If you work hard, can you? If you work hard, will you get ahead? Well, yeah. If you work hard, you'll become rich by age thirty five and never have to worry about money. No. Or if you work hard, you will never have a bad break or somebody screw you or have a setback that you overcome. No, of course not. But, you know, eventually, big picture, of course, yes, you'll get ahead. I tell my kids that all the time, and hopefully it's sticking in their head somewhere, that when we run into a good employee or a bad employee, um, I, I say that, that person, you see, they don't give a crap. And so somebody else is going to get a promotion, and they're going to blame it on who knows what that, their teacher's pad or because I'm a woman or whatever. And it's because they don't give a crap. And the boss knows they don't give a crap. And that person over there who does give a crap is going to move ahead of them. That's the way it works. It's the way it's worked in my life and looking it around. Um, let me read from this. You can quibble if you want to at any point. The American dream, the proposition that anyone who works hard can get ahead regardless of their background, has slipped out of reach in the minds of many Americans. Only 36% of voters... And the new Wall Street Journal survey said the American dream still holds true. Only about a third. That is a sad commentary. They didn't raise themselves. Right. Who taught them that? Their teachers. It's got to be their teachers. How many of you parents are out there telling your kids that you can work as hard as you want, you won't get ahead? Who's telling their kid that? A lot of losers teach their kids that. I've heard many stories, uh, both personally and, you know, through media and that sort of thing, of people who, the sort of people who make excuses about their own life will tell their kids you don't have a chance. Because if their kids grow up to be successful, that that exposes them for being the reason for their own uh, bad outcomes. And nobody wants that. You know, success has a thousand fathers, uh, failures, and orphan. So only a little over a third now say that the American dream still holds true. Substantially fewer than the over half who said so a decade ago. It was almost a half in 2016. But it's dropped quite a bit recently. Why would it Why did it drop so much recently? Um, to, to back off my Mike Rowish stance just for a moment, I will say that... Uh, There are a number of ways in which it has gotten more difficult as a young person to get ahead compared to the previous decade, say, or more expensive. Um, Is the American dream as achievable as it was in 1952? What are you defining as a dream here, though? If you just the way they if you work hard, you get ahead. You yeah, still get ahead. Get you just don't, it's not going to be as easy to buy a house. <laughs> well, right, but but like I'm saying, if you if you are comparing the ability to achieve quote unquote the American dream in 2023 versus in 1988, uh, 72, 52, uh, yeah, I think it's it's substantially more challenging than it was. You walk out of high school, you show up at the GM plant, you work reasonably hard for eight hours a day, you will have a a house and a, a car in the suburbs. Yeah. I don't know. I'd have to explore that more. I remember as a cocky young person, which is redundant, uh, saying to my uncle once when I was like 23 years old, 
having had some sort of career setback. I said, it's tough out there. And he said, it always has been. Yeah. I thought, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Although I don't think it's deniable that a, a heavily manufacturing-based economy is going to have higher wages than a service-based economy or, a tr- or an information-based. Especially when AI hits the scene. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, listen to some of these other attitudes. Okay. Half of voters in the new poll said that life in America is worse than it was 50 years ago. Compared to 30% who said it had gotten better. I don't know. You'd, ha- you'd had to have been alive 50 years ago to rule on that. Come on. Well, right. I was alive 50 years ago, but I was a small child, so I'm st- I don't know if I have the proper perspective. So you almost have to be like 70 to really answer the question. And have a great memory and or a yeah. stack of diaries. <laughs> Let me go through my stack of diaries. I mean, because all of our memories are clouded from sure. decades ago. So half of voters say that life in America is worse than it was 50 years ago. I think that leans toward just a bad attitude. Uh, compared with 30% who'd said it gotten better. Ask if they believe that this is the part that actually bothers me the most. Ask if they believe that the economic and political system are stacked against people like me. Half agreed with that statement. So half of people believe the system is stacked against people like me. So if you're a woman, if you believe it, if you're a white male, you believe it. If you're a person of color, if you believe it, if you're old, you believe it. If you're young, you believe it. At least half of people. That's what's so handy about it. Yeah. You know, if I am one thing at my core, it's a realist. I try very, very hard to be a realist. And and one of the, one of the my favorite things Jack ever said to me, and I wish I could remember the topic. And this was years ago, years and years ago. Thank you, Gladys. I can't remember what we were talking about, but I was bitching about something, and you said, why don't you move to a universe where that's not true? Mm. (laughs) And I thought, you know what? That is the reality I have to deal with. In this universe, that's always true. And I guess that's, and I say this not without sympathy, because I have three kids in their 20s or very early 30s trying to make it right now. It's more difficult in some ways. It's easier in some ways. It's absolutely different in many ways than it was a decade ago, two decades ago, etc. This is the world you find yourself in. What is the best strategy for being successful in that world? That's the only question you have to answer. And, and feeling like you've been screwed because of AI or, or whatever else, it's just it's not productive. And if it's not productive, don't bother. Right. It's a, uh, I came across this, some philosopher who said a, uh, a problem without a solution is not a problem. It's a fact, which would be what you were just talking about. AI yeah. is coming is not a problem to be solved. It's a fact. It's just a mm-hmm. fact. That's what the life is going to be or is now. And it's absolutely possible that you will not be as affluent as your parents because of the changes in the global economy. That's absolutely possible. Mm. It happens. It, it's happened throughout history. I'm not claiming it's always easy to apply these thoughts. Oh, no. But they're still contrary. True. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The most, and, and you know, that's, that's another thing that they ought to teach you when you're young. When you're young, the most important principles in your life will be difficult to live up to. That's part of the deal with them. You'll fail repeatedly, but you keep trying. I think, well, both political parties play toward that attitude of things are worse now than they've ever been and can only be better if you, but um, 
I feel like the out-of-office president has a better argument than the one that's currently in, don't they? Um, I'm You're not claiming sure. things are crappy? Uh, yeah, I suppose so. I don't know. That's a complicated question. Uh, but, you know, one thing I'd meant to mention and forgot was that there is a huge ideological movement going on right now that depends for its energy on people feeling like victims, particularly young people. Not only is it mainstream politics, because that's been the truth about politics forever, is that if you, you've got to convince people they're being screwed and that I, Joe Candidate, will end the screwing. I mean, that's rather a, 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 a rude and indelicate way to describe and practical politics. <laughs> and the screwing. Now the crowd's chanting in the screwing again, Jim. Joe's really got them on their feet. Uh, so, But that's, that's practical politics in a nutshell. Um, but then you have the neo-Marxism that is intent on dividing people by race or sexual minority or whatever and convincing you not only that you're being screwed, but that those people over there are being screwed and screwed people of the world unite. That's the new, and if you learn nothing else from, from old Uncle Joe, that's the best description of neo-Marxism. Workers of the world unite didn't work for Marxism. So now it's screwed people of the world unite. And they've had to, like, fashion 75 different versions of screwed people. Yeah, and that, that seems to be working. And that, it hurts my heart, and maybe it's just the way I ate over Thanksgiving, but it hurts my heart <laughs> that half of people think the deck is stacked against people like them i mean that is really a victim mentality recognize the playing field and adjust your game um, that's the only strategy armstrong and getty bp added more than 70 billion dollars to the u.s economy last year by making investments from coast to coast Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The Armstrong and Getty Show. They're describing it as one of the most significant infiltrations of the U.S. government in U.S. history. Holy cow. He's working for the commie Cubans for 40 years and had met with uh, Cuban officials as recently as 2017, going back to 1981. 
Wow. And uh, got a bunch of details we can fill in. Here's an ABC report on the story. Last year, the FBI became suspicious of Rocha and sent an undercover agent posing as a Cuban intelligence officer to make contact. Rocha allegedly quickly confiding in the agent that his entire diplomatic career was at the direction of Cuba. The FBI saying Rocha, now 73, called the U.S. the enemy, bragging to the agent, what we have done, it's enormous, more than a grand slam. It was decades. In a November meeting, which is recently, it is just now December, uh, with an undercover agent, Rocha said that he had been instructed by Cuba's spy agency to lead a normal life in the United States all this time, and he'd created a persona of a right-wing person to keep his work as a mole from being uncovered. The entire time he portrayed himself as a man of the right. And uh, according to people who knew him and, and believed his thing, he, he had gotten more Trumpy and Trumpy over recent years. But it was all an wow. act. Wow. Um, but he spilled his guts completely to this undercover agent for whatever reason. And Hanson and I were just speculating if it was a, you know, if you have a secret for 40 years, maybe at some point you just burst. Or because he's so old now, he's in his 70s, you know, maybe that played a role. He just... You know, somebody came along and befriended him, and all of a sudden, he goes, oh, yeah, I can tell you stories. Oh, 1983. You know, he's went off. I've been spying for the communists for decades. Oh, yeah, here's how I did it. Yeah, yeah that's a, well, it seems odd that he would say that to anyone ever. 73 years old, 40 years of spying on behalf of the communist government in Havana because he wanted to, quote, strengthen the revolution. In that amount of time, you weren't able to catch on that the whole revolution is a bunch of crap? I mean, come on. Really? You Boy, still just stunning. Was he paying any attention at all? Uh, he had a series of roles at the State Department over 40 years under Presidents Bill Clinton and George W. Bush, including a stint as the ambassador to Bolivia from 2000 to 2002. He's a native of Columbia, grew up in New York, and has been doing this for a very, very long time. I want to read the actual quote from Merrick Garland, our AG. This action exposes one of the highest reaching and longest lasting infiltrations of the U.S. government by any foreign agent. He had sought out employment with the U.S. government with providing with access to non-public information, the ability to affect U.S. foreign policy. He got in and then just rose up through the ranks. Wow. You know, I was wondering how high level it was, but uh, according to Merrick Garland, plenty high. Uh, John D. Feely, former career diplomat who worked alongside Rocha decades ago, and this has to be embarrassing for him. Wouldn't it be weird to find out somebody you worked with for years was like a complete phony working for the communists? And you never suspected it for a second? Yeah, that'd be troubling. Anyway, he said it was uh, among the worst intelligence breaches in recent history uh, because of the fact that Cuba is so tightly tied in with Russia, obviously. He literally had the keys to the kingdom, said Mr. Feely, who worked with him. Um, if he had, if anything, if there was anything to do with Cuba, he got to see it. And then obviously Cuba got to see it. Russia got to see it. So are we going to hang this guy or what? Boy, that's a good question. Let's hang him. I don't, I don't think care it, how old he is. I don't think it says any of that. I, I don't mean like me and you. I mean, just <laughs> as a country. Let's, uh, you know, try him, let's, obviously. Let's we have to, a system of, of, of a trial by jury, et cetera. Let's yeah. you and I go to Home Depot, get a rope and a stool, no, and no, drive no, to Washington, D.C., and say no, we'd like to no. see Mr. Rocha, please. Again, trying to clarify, indeed, our justice system <laughs> should handle that. He broke down in tears and watched wordlessly as his family left the courtroom during his initial appearance at the federal courthouse in Miami on Monday. 
kind of surprising. A prosecutor, who, commie? But that's kind of enjoy the rope. You've been a, a communist spy for forty years. You believe the United States is the enemy, and you get caught and you're crying. That seems odd. It may, maybe maybe it is an elderly thing. Maybe that's why he started talking to the, uh, the, the the fake friend who was a was a uh, you know spy for the United States. Um, because you you, you got to be stronger than that to pull off being a of living a fake life for forty years. That would take way more something that most of us don't have than I think you realize. Because you'd have to lie to everyone your whole life. Every interaction of your life would be a lie. It wouldn't be easy to keep that up. No, no. Obviously, you have to have a quote-unquote talent for it. But, you know, I could see him crying, realizing I will never be with my family again. Because he will not be released pending trial. Who he was probably lying to all these years about what he was doing? Well, that doesn't mean he didn't love them. Yeah, I don't know. That's a weird relationship. I mean, do they go to Fourth of July parades and sit around and watch presidential debates and talk about the news and the whole time he's working against this country? Like, how do you live in the United States for 40 years and not at some point think, you know, this seems like a pretty good place. You know, people can get ahead, work hard, get ahead. Uh, The government's not throwing people in jail randomly and blah, blah, blah. Michael Savage once said famously, liberalism is a mental disorder. Communism certainly is. Belief in communism. You've got to have something wrong with your brain. A prosecutor indicated that more charges might soon be presented to a grand jury and that the magistrate in the case scheduled a detention, blah, 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 blah. His mournful demeanor contrasted with the garrulous, charming, and dapper diplomat that former colleagues remember and the steely, double-dealing operator portrayed in the government's filings. The complaint did not delve into details of how Mr. Rocha might have influenced American policy, which we probably will never will hear for a variety of reasons. Uh, 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 might not be something we need to hear and embarrassment. Or and what, what it, major initiatives and, and, and plots and plans were foiled by the commies because they knew in advance. All right. Could have been incredibly important stuff. Yeah, he had met three times with an undercover FBI agent in the last year. Uh, pretending to be a representative of Cuba's spy agency, but um, Rocha met with Cuban officials as recently as 2017. So they know he was working for Cuba for at least 81 to 2017, but maybe up until just, you know, now, roughly. Hmm. Um, And again, several times during those meetings, Rocha spoke of working in that agency's interest, and he referred to the United States as the enemy, according to the affidavit that was filed yesterday. He was quoted as saying that what we have done was enormous and more than a grand slam, though the affidavit did not, did not specify what he was referring to. Man, that's troubling. He embraced socialism as youth, according to friends, but shifted to an anti-Havana conservative at the behest of his handlers over the years. Possibly federal authorities suggested to avoid suspicion that he was sympathetic to their, to his, their cause. Sure. Again, yeah. well, I guess we got plenty of socialist college students in the United States, and they look around and see an awful country that needs to be entirely overthrown. So I guess he could feel that way, too. Crap about the revolution and the workers of the world and all the rest of that. It's you people. It's like, you know, sticking your finger in a pencil sharpener over and over again and expecting a different result. How many times is enough for you? You got one finger left. I suggest you don't. Oh, there he goes. That's people trying communism. Oy. So the fact that he he said, uh, you know, it was a grand slam. Those are his words. That's a little troubling. What information did he get to Russia that he had access to? Well, he might have just meant the totalitarian, the, to- the completeness of his career. 
<laughs> totality of his career. Um, but uh, greater than a Grand Slam is uh, pretty high ranking. Yeah. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 